This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science to this new podcast. I'm so excited today to welcome a special guest with me. It's Christina Heike. She is a holistic mental health and empowerment coach, uh, also a spiritual guide, a solo mom, artist, and an HSP. And she helps people to release deeper wounds and deeper childhood traumas so they can become their most powerful self, um, have stronger self-leadership as well, embrace their inner child, make themselves as a best friend. And she does a lot of deep work that is very customized for person needs. And very special, I've met um, Christina in New York this year in May. It was amazing meeting in person uh, through a mastermind that we were in together. And um, we have a lot of in common in terms of the mental health and our passion to work deeply with people and strongly intuition to activate that. So very interesting. And I'm so happy to have you on my show sharing your gifts, Christina. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for this beautiful introduction, Ozen. It was so wonderful when we met in New York, we just clicked, you know, every topic any one of us started was like, oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. There, there was so much uh, resonance. That was beautiful. I'm good. I'm good today. I um, I, I say a little bit more maybe during the, the talk, you know, like doing our chat. Absolutely. Check. Well, happy to know. In terms of the background, um, I know you did this multiple different things throughout your career, a lot of experience in that field, but what would you say inspired you the most to tap into that field in first place, especially into the trauma releasing part and mental health? Okay. Going straight to it. <laughs> so obviously I, I have my own or carry my own trauma and had quite a bit of childhood trauma that made me look for something to re release my, my pain and my um, discomfort and, and turmoil within. Mm -hmm. And so that really started a very early search that brought me like... Um, uh, actually, when I did went to church school, like in Germany, we have like two years when you're a teenager or become a teenager, you can go two, two years to church school in the afternoon and, and have confirmation and, and that. So when I went there, we had a very progressive pastor, a woman. Um, so I, I had my first yoga class in that um, at that time when I was 12. And um, yeah, that that started my journey, I think, to explore more healing modalities. Um, and um, came a yoga teacher very early, worked with the mind, have um, studied deeply the signs of and wisdom of the angels, worked uh, and practiced Tibetan Buddhism. So I've, um, I've worked deeply. Oh, and, and of course had some therapy mm -hmm. <laughs> that didn't really do the trick. It was, it was okay, but it didn't really help me to release these uh, what I felt like blocks that kept me in the same behaviors again and again you know I would look back on something I'm like I thought I I thought I had understood how to do this differently but I I you know you know did it anyways in the same pattern so yeah. my own pain is a short answer 
you know yes. and so the whole journey of me is basically pain to purpose and that's yeah. what I have people with it's powerful it's interesting because i feel that many people they do find their purpose in life through their pain through their darkness that they go through and you yeah. mentioned also earlier that forgiveness plays also a big role within that pain um, is there you know something an experience that you had where you had a really hard time to forgive yourself if you're open to talk about it and if so like how how did you forgive yourself because I feel many people struggle with that yeah I mean forgiveness is is a big one you're, you're totally right and I think it's very like many people speak about forgiveness but like how right like I I often um, am like flabbergasted when for example people like after a shooting or something like oh I forgive the shooter like not even 24 hours have passed I'm like mm -hmm. how on earth is that possible right is that like how how deep does the forgiveness go right yeah. and um and so all that to say forgiveness is um is not that easy right and especially i see it also in my clients to forgive oneself mm -hmm. and, um trying to think uh, about an example with myself Well, I mean, let's say I learned the forgiveness process to a modality that I uh, encountered with Dr. Kenneth Blakely, New Decision Therapy, mm -hmm. which is a deep forgiveness work in the mirror, very um, structured and still very intuitive and, and, and very deep to release those uh, emotional patterns. Mm -hmm. And that helped me to really forgive myself and uh, with a broader brush stroke to say, I had to forgive myself that I was repeating towards myself what my parents had, mm -hmm. had like given to me or done, quote unquote, to me, right? Like the, the neglect or the... Um, the criticism and the, the not feeling good enough that was passed down like I, I I repeated that you know I kept myself in that pattern mm -hmm. and that was something I um I needed to forgive and um mm -hmm. and the beauty is when you do that deep forgiveness work when something like this surfaces again right because in in, in our life like you know we're not once and for all done with let's say not feeling good enough right mm -hmm. Um, just, just yesterday, you know, I had like a tech problem and I was like, like, ah, you know, not feeling good enough, mm -hmm. things like that. Just the way to overcome it then is so much faster when you have done the groundwork, you know, the way to hold yourself, the way to be your own best friend and, and kind of pat yourself on the shoulder and be like, it's okay, you got this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, to, to learn that skill and learn also tools on how to self-soothe when something happens. And um, yeah, and all of that is much easier when you've done like the, the groundwork, forgiven, forgiven your past, have, have let go of that. 
That's beautiful. So you mentioned like the therapy really helped you and you mentioned like forgiving yourself, your parents, so you can stop this trauma. What would you say, like practically speaking, was something that you applied through that um, therapy that you had that allowed you actually to forgive yourself and your parents? Are you asking what I was like, what, what it allowed me, like what it opened up for me? Is that what you're asking? Yes, basically? like, yes, something specific, like the main key to take away from the therapy that was helpful for you. Well, overall, it gave me a big sense of freedom and being able to, to really go my own way. You know, I, I immigrated from Germany to the States actually multiple times. Um, that kind of flexibility and, and um, it kind of really unlocked my courage to, to explore the life on my terms, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, and in my view, all of us, we have a, we, you know, we have a mission small, big, medium, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't like mission always sounds so like some have that, some, you know, we, the, the biggest mission for all of us is, is to be happy and, and healthy and well, you know, and uh, at peace. Yeah, I love it. So you could follow more your own path and you found your clear mission and that helped you on the way. Um, in terms of the whole thing, when it comes to the trauma release, I would like to address like, why do you think in first place that this is so important? And like, what's the consequence of actually not resolving those traumas? Because I feel many great people questions. Have awareness. Great question. I'm thinking of a pinball machine when I think of those trauma blocks. Like, do you know that where you like, um, I think in German it's called flipper, where you like this ball goes like mm -hmm. ding, 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 right? And yeah. Bumps into um, things and gets kind of pushed back, like which is like the trigger point that we have from our trauma blocks, right? Where we kind of like what, or you know, get get triggered. And so, if we don't release those triggers, that ball can only stay in those those routes. You know, there's it's it's very hard to create new ways of being, mm -hmm. new ways of living new ways of interacting with yourself and others because we're kind of like like our our yeah we're set in a certain way with those um in the energy blocks on a cellular level mm -hmm. when we release those then we can create new ways we can create new outlooks perspectives for ourselves you know we can approach things differently we can explore things differently yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a great analogy with the flipper. I mean, it really goes like crazy if it's like not resolved. Would you say there is like an unresolved trauma that you later realized in life? And if so, how did you realize that it was an unresolved trauma? Like what was it that hit in later in life? Hmm. I'm not sure I can answer this question in, in the way you ask it and the way you phrased it. Um, because truth be told, like when I encountered Candice Blakely, that was already a bit later in life, you know, like I went through a lot of exploration of, um, of modalities to find something that would really free me from mm -hmm. that, that the burden I felt from the turmoil. 
mm -hmm. right? And, and the looping thoughts when there was a problem and the complete paralysis for decision-making, yeah? Like, uh, and it's almost like an ancestral thing coming actually down from my father's line, you know, who has to this day difficulties even picking something from a menu in a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. so that kind of paralysis in decision-making. Um, I think, uh, I, I feel, I feel there will always be something we like we carry mm -hmm. because life is happening continuously. Even when we've released all our past trauma, life is still going on and is, is giving us curveball. It's just what, but, I mean, you know, whoever said this is going to be an easy journey, Right. I, I don't know why we assume that that everything should always go smooth, easy. It's it's not the reality for most people on the planet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there will be always something coming your way that we have to deal with and and digest and actually. And that's what like make a decision if this is like going to leave a traumatic imprint on us or if we're able to deal with it differently. And often we need we need help to, to transform these things because um, you know we're social beings, we're here together, we're here to help each other, uh, stepping, stepping back into our light. And, um, and so yeah, maybe the, even the thing from yesterday, you know, I got like, so frustrated that that maybe happens once a year I got so like with myself over this tech problem which you would think like what's the big deal right but it but it moved me in a way that I really um was sitting with one of my inner children this morning mm -hmm. and self-soothed you know self-soothed over some beautiful songs in front of my little um inspiration corner with a candle on and self-soothed and just was like wow yeah you know and I also could relate to what childhood ex experience as a baby actually that I I had and um was with deep neglect and and where I felt so alone and so helpless and that that feeling surfaced yesterday and I could could understand it and I could hold it and I could feel it you know most of us when we get an unpleasant feeling we're like look no <laughs> let's push it away and I mean that's also for our our listeners really you know when when you have a feeling that is really unpleasant be curious be like like look look allow it to be there gently you know hold it like you would hold like a little child on on your lap hold that feeling and uh, give yourself the space to feel because that paves the way for um for getting to know yourself better and and being in more self-leadership because the more we know ourselves the better we can can work with ourselves and our energy Yes. Wow. There's so many important points that you mentioned from self-leadership um, as well, knowing oneself. So we actually have more awareness and therefore understand other people as well and help them too. 
Um, in terms of the your you know the therapy, the new decision therapy, um, I like the word decision in it because I feel it's like every decision does shape our lives. Could you tell us a little bit more on the whole concept, how you came up with the name and how this associates with your work? So the name New Decision Therapy, uh, Dr. Candice Blakely, who uh, created it in 1992 when her book came out, The Body Remembers, she created that therapy and she created the name. And it, uh, like, it alerts us to the fact that we're actually in charge. We're making the decisions, mm -hmm. sometimes unconsciously or subconsciously. And, um, and when we're grown up, we're we're able to consciously choose mm -hmm. how we deal with ourselves with all these things you know we can consciously choose to forgive we can consciously choose to be curious to make new steps explore other things you know like i have a variety of tools like that i've learned along the way that are so helpful you know from like an emotional diary over yoga meditation breath work dance, creative expression. Mm -hmm. There's so many things we can explore, right? Yeah. Nice. That was one part of your question. It was a big question you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the name, not from me. Um, it also like, like if you go deeper in, the, in that therapy approach, it says like when we often as children especially in the first seven years encounter situations where we subconsciously say oh my god if the world is like this I really don't want it and this creates a energy blockage on a cellular level mm -hmm. and this therapy goes back to that blockage and and releases it and mm -hmm. it does that with muscle testing and the forgiveness work in the mirror uh, like a five-step guided forgiveness process that releases that energy that's kind of um, uh, held up in there. Wow, that's really unique. I like that. And the thing with the whole therapy, do you, like, I'm curious to know, do you think that when people once heal, basically, that they are healed? Or do you think that it's an ongoing thing in life once you have a wound once you have a trauma it's kind of ongoing ongoing you release it comes again a little bit back or do you think it's like one thing and you can really dive deep and heal and that's it like what's your perspective on that that's a great question i i used to think you you go through the process and you're once like you're done forever and <laughs> right? um I think we're, we're, as long as we're on the planet, we're not done with our inner growth. That also comes from my perspective that I think we're like our souls incarnate here to grow and learn and expand, right? Um, what I found is that, and that's what I tried to describe with that little example uh, with my tech problem yesterday, is that the way when a curveball comes, when a problem comes is, totally different how, how we can deal with it when we've released these blocks mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's like um it's it's a whole different ball game you know it doesn't mean that nothing is like you, you don't feel any pain anymore um that's actually my tagline pain is inevitable but suffering is optional mm -hmm. right so 
maybe um, before I did all this work, something like yesterday, I could have sit for a week or longer and, and really like, like warm myself up and suffer. Now it goes through in a few hours, right? And, and, and that's, that's a huge gift and difference, you know, and also the perspectives you can have after you've released those blocks. You have like, like, it's almost like you're like, you open your eyes new to the world. That's, that's how that feels. Yeah, so, wow, beautiful. I, I like the tagline that you mentioned that pain, you know, it's not uh, like basically avoidable, but it's optional to suffer. And whenever you are aware that you're right now suffering, but now it's just in a few hours and then it's over, um, I would be curious to know what happens in you internally that you actually stop your sufferings. Because many people, they keep suffering for weeks and years and they just don't stop it. They just buy into all those thoughts and stuff that is holding them down. But what happens in you to change that? Well, coming back to the flipper, those blocks that push the ball back again and again and again, they're gone, mm -hmm. right? So now the ball floats in there and, and, and I can kind of appease it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, different image maybe. Um, so when you release those blocks on a cellular level, like your, your um, I, I didn't suffer yesterday. I felt the pain, mm -hmm. right? Suffering would have been if it would have been extended and if I would have gone in like, oh yeah, now you're doing this again. Oh, oh my God, I thought you got this. What happened? You know, like this inner voice that we often talk with ourselves that's so unkind. It's actually often mean, mm -hmm. right? And it, it exacerbates the pain we're having you know it kind of shames us for the pain we're having it kind of um is like oh yeah it's your own fault why blah 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 blah, blah. you know all the things um that often we've heard from our parents in, in certain situations we're we're hammering on ourselves and it's not the case when you have released those trauma blocks or those like ha really have done like let's call it emotional clearing because some people are like oh trauma I don't have trauma mm -hmm. it's not about like the, the biggest horrible thing that could happen you know in in us um, as children we are so like I mean we're we're like like so unprotected and open and 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 like even even like being ignored over and over are, are not being allowed to come on a trip with your parents, whatever, like, or, or being left with your grandparents for mm -hmm. a weekend and you, you weren't asked, you didn't want to, you feel abandoned, right? Those are things that can, can create like, like a blockage that later on needs to be cleared. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I think that many people that they don't clear up all those things. And I remember you mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast, like kind of, we need to accept those feelings, um, the things instead, I think many people kind of push the things away whenever they feel bad, for example. Yeah. Um, is there anything that helped you in, you know, like accepting those bad feelings? Because I think many people have the mindset everything that is toxic, I feel sad or disappointed. That's just bad. And they pushed it away instead of embracing them. Is there something that helped you to embrace that? Well, I think it's really a deep understanding of all these feelings are me. They're all parts of me. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I envision that like as an inner family table, everyone like sitting around that table, fear and anger and love and frustration and shame and guilt and everyone and happiness and joy and and um, playfulness. Everyone is sitting around that family table. They're all part of me, mm -hmm. right? All these emotions. And I think... And the next level of depth, what really did it for me of understanding is if you suppress one emotion, you suppress all. It's not possible to just single out one emotion. If mm -hmm. you suppress anger, your joy is also not as radiant as it could be. If you suppress sadness, your happiness is also not shining as brightly as it could be. Wow, that's really profound. Like yeah it's true and I think the opposite it's always the contrast must always be there one thing and then the other there um, with all those feeling being said I think when we embrace it it allows us to also befriend our inner critiques and then being our own best friend and all of that and Absolutely. you know what would you tell to all those listeners who have so many self-doubts and negative talks like what would you tell them right now that they can actually help themselves to befriend themselves more and just love themselves more. I think I mentioned it already, really, that being curious, like if a feeling comes up, not just going in and dropping mm -hmm. into sadness or anger, but like, oh, I feel really angry. What, what's happening? Like, talk to me, anger. And what I like... What I, for example, could recommend is starting to to have a emotional, like like a visual diary. I I have or I do this often. So, for example, like there are different like expressions just of emotion in color, right? This mm -hmm. or this, and then there are also the ones that are not so happy. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah, right? Like, so yeah. just express what, what's in there. Don't censor yourself. You know, censorship, we have that enough in um in our world right now, right? Where uh you're not allowed to express your thoughts and feelings if they're not politically correct. Don't do that with yourself. Mm. <laughs> you know, and and yeah, so try it out. Take some color pencil. And 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 put your what you feel on paper and look at it. Just just observe it, and often you will find it's so much more beautiful when you when you've drawn it than how it feels, especially with those difficult emotions. So I love it. it. It's very unique, you know. And I think that art can be very healing. It's kind of a new perspective that I feel many don't know yet. And um, like to express it in colors and things and how people feel about it, because I feel there are a lot of people, they are, you know, like, you know, this artist who taught, who like do very dark drawings and it's like almost depression if you look at it. And then other artists who are so colorful and things. Is this something that you also do with like your clients, um, like doing this drawing or is this something you personally? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I do that with my clients. Yeah, yeah. That, for example, I offer also um, as like, usually I work in uh, six months or three months uh, uh, containers. Um, this artwork, this emotional artwork, I offer also in, in, uh, in sessions, in, in okay. single sessions. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow, nice. And with those artworks and things, is there something that shocked you or made you realize that you didn't have before when doing it with several people? I can tell you like the first time I experienced it in, in therapy myself, right? I had so much anger and I, I had so much anger that I was afraid of my own anger because I thought it would like, it's so strong that it would kill someone or something. Like it felt so oh, wow. threatening to me, yeah. right? And, um, and actually in that therapy, we, uh, we used a silk um, screening and so, so I painted my anger and the, like the moment I was done and, and it's not seriously, it's not about like painting it nicely. It's like, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. paint your anger, <laughs> you put it like your whole body, you put it in there. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's actually quite beautiful. There's something beautiful about mm -hmm. this expression that I had created. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, like um, all our emotions, no matter how uncomfortable, they all are there for a reason. They all have a message for us. Mm -hmm. They all have, a, like they're showing us the way, right? So anger shows us that something is, is very dissatisfying to us. So mm -hmm. it's an invitation to look what we can change, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, and, and with, with all these emotions, there's always an invitation to look deeper and, um, and, and hear the message in them. Yeah, nice, that's wonderful. And with all these um, like things and drawings, is there any other things that you did throughout your career that made that shifted for you massively before you started because I think the more years and experience we have there are things we get every time surprised by that we didn't know obviously like years ago is there something recently that you realized that shocked you um, that was not like this before something that shocked me Oh gosh, I, I'm I'm not sure what to say to this. <laughs> no, I mean it's okay. I was just like talking about your recent realizations. Um, that well, you realization, had. like I mean, through this whole last two years where this craziness was going on in the world, I realized that I have a very different viewpoint and that I'm not easily influenced and also not easily influenced by media. That I'm very much my own person and a sovereign thinker, mm. uh, and um, and I'm not easily scared and and brought into the state of fear you know I um I, I felt very um very grounded through all this time you know that doesn't mean I I I, I didn't feel emotions but it didn't like mm -hmm. yeah so I think that was um I was I, I loved to feel that I like had that um that grounding and also I mean it's uh, like I'm I'm deeply uh, rooted in in faith you know and so um, I'm a deeply spiritual person so that of course that connection with God divine spirit that is also giving me like a like a very very deep stability yeah 
That's beautiful. I think there is this thing, you know, as a spiritual person, and since I know you're also very intuitive, like me, we use um, inspiration, the intuition in our business. Um, How do you regulate that in the business? Hold on a second. Do you hear the noise? Do you hear the music or it's not coming in your mic? No, I don't hear anything. Okay, good. Then I'll just try to block it off. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Well, no, I was just asking you, how do you use intuition to navigate through in business? Like when you make decisions, a lot of people who are not spiritual, they're like very much logic-based, maths-based, straightforward, the numbers and this is the decision and things. And as a spiritual person, we go maybe on things a bit deeper. We listen a bit deeper in our feeling. How do you navigate that balance? I think that's that's for me that is um, that is uh, like also a daily task to navigate that balance uh, because I I so love to be in that intuitive and creative and more flowing space mm-hmm. uh, and that's also like that's where I also need to be when I work with clients you know I need that capacity you know um, so for me the challenge is to kind of get more into the um, structured um, numbers game. I think that, and, and, you know, I work on it and um, with patience with myself and knowing that, you know, my, my gifts are um, where they are and that other things I have to make more of an effort. And I allow myself to also live that more intuitive, creative side. Mm-hmm. you know that's um that's important to me that's one of the huge gifts I'm giving myself in being an entrepreneur I can yeah. I can create my own schedule I can create my own programs I can do the things that make my heart sing as well with my clients I mean that's that's the coolest thing and the balance well you know I don't know if I, I if I have a perfect balance I would actually say I don't Mm-hmm. So when you say like for you there is no such thing as this balance, like how do you still maintain for yourself a good mental health while running a business? Because I think many entrepreneurs are very restless. They kind of keep grinding and working, and then some believe there is a work-life balance. Some people say that's bullshit. You only have harmony. Some people say that's integrated. So there are tons of opinions, but I would be, you know, happy to hear yours on that part when you regulate your mental health. Well, regulating my mental health is, um, I mean, that's the basis for my business, right? Mm-hmm. I can't help anyone with their mental health and emotional health when I'm not regulated. Mm-hmm. So, um, and being a highly sensitive person, of course, I also feel much more. I feel when the full moon comes up, I feel, I feel all these things. And so I need to, on a daily basis, um, balance and regulate. It's, it's a daily practice. And that's also what I'm doing with my clients, like giving them different tools um, that they like, and they find the ones that work for them. So I, on a daily basis, go outside into nature. And if it's just, you know, some walking around my area, preferably I go to the beach. And if it's just for half an hour, mm-hmm. right? I'm making, I'm making a, a choice to do those things. Um, I have a morning practice, you know, with some yoga and short meditation and prayer. 
um, or my my um, the like the the emotional diary, right? Like so, I have choices that I um, that I make every day to balance myself. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these experiences so far. It's very insightful, and I know we can go very much deep into those conversation when it comes to trauma. But to wrap our whole um, podcast up for today, um, I have one last question. It's a bit of a philosophical one, um, so it's a two di divided question. So it would be: there is thing that there is only one person in life that we need to make them happy and proud of, and it's not our parents. It's one of them is our six-year-old self and the second is our 60-year-old self. Now, what would your 60-year-old self tell you right now? And question B is, what would your 60-year-old tell you right now, just intuitively? The 60-year-old self would, would I, I see her smiling and, and holding me in her arms and be, be proud of what I've accomplished and um and and at the same time saying you you go on continue it's this is a journey continue step by step you know I have I have big plans still with my business I, I'm still um you know I, I feel I'm still in the in the beginning of that expansion that I'm looking for to you know be able to help more people and mm to to be the best they can for themselves and and leave that emotional wisdom legacy um mm -hmm. and my six-year-old self it's interesting i'm getting more visuals than words it's um i think she's pretty glad about the way I've, I've chosen and the work I've done, you know, because she was in a hell of a lot of pain. Mm. And like in my, in my inner eye, it's like, she's, she's, um, she's holding my hand. She's walking with me hand in hand. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing, Christina. That's nice. And I think that um, sometimes I think it's always about the different perspectives in life, general experience and things. And you do really profound work. I think that many people, especially in business, I feel they don't value or they think they don't need it. Whereas it's probably the thing that they need the most to strive in life and so many other areas. So thank oh. you so much for your impact. And um, last but not least, like, where can people best connect with you? Um, on which social media platform? I would invite people to come on my YouTube channel, Christina Heike and New Decision Therapy, um, to subscribe and watch the video about choice. There's a talk about choice. So I hope that gives some value to, to you um, and your audience. And um, I'm also on Instagram, newdecisiontherapy.com. Uh, new decision therapy all right well thank you so much i will tag the socials below and also for all the listeners awesome. give christina a follow um connect with her on instagram facebook and subscribe to her youtube channel as well and um yeah, yeah. 100 youtube two people on the on my channel i need to get this going come on <laughs> yes let's pump it up so for all the listeners thank you thank again, you give her
<laughs> follow subscribe and most importantly you know the value again just like tuning in i really think that awareness alone is already such a big step so again just like tuning in into those podcasts and christina's channel might help you to have the new awareness so yeah again thank you so much christina for coming on my show for all the listeners and i'm excited for all the further growth wonderful thank you so much Ozan. i'm so happy about this connection and to have been able to share this with you and your audience. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ozinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.